welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders who learn the why and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. Episode of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. I have the honor of sitting with Dr. Stacy Nixon, who is the director of Auburn Center for Educational Outreach and Engagement at Auburn University in Auburn, Alabama. Well, Stacy, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, where did you grow up? Where did the love of international studies and communication and, and culture come from? I was born in Gary, Indiana, and lived there the first 17 years of my life. And I would have to say my interest in those things international probably goes back to my grandmother. And my grandmother had a strong interest in both Africa and the Caribbean. Uh, So much so that when I was about, perhaps about six or eight years old, she took on a young man from Ghana. He wanted to go to college and she sponsored him and he became a part of our family, a part of holidays. But in addition to that, his family became part of our extended family. And every year they would send us boxes of artifacts from West Africa. And so at a very early age and at a time when we didn't have the internet and our opportunities to see these types of things were isolated to National Geographic and and perhaps something on television, I got the actual opportunity to uh, have African clothing that was made for me, to have drums and monkey skins and just all kinds of things that I would never have had exposure to, not to mention to have a close relationship with someone from West Africa who was a young man. And I, I think that planted the seed for where I am now as far as my interest in international communication. I always knew that I would get to the African continent, that somehow this would all be a part of my life. And so travel for self-discovery, travel to communicate and to learn has become an integral part of my life. After graduating from high school, I went to Indiana University in Bloomington where I majored in public administration. After there, I spent the next uh, 24, 25 years in Southern California in San Diego where I worked with uh, the juvenile court and community schools. It was there that I got a lot of exposure to Latino culture because that is the uh, predominant minority culture in that area. In fact, I worked on the Mexican border and I literally lived on the Mexican border when I was in Southern California. And so that gave me a lot of exposure uh, in that direction. After that, I left Southern California and came to Auburn, Alabama, where I took a job in faculty development. And that position here at Auburn University uh, in faculty development sort of was a culminating experience of my time as a principal and and, uh, educational leader and my work with 
teachers, my work with curriculum, my work with development, my work with international students, all of these things sort of came together in my position here at Auburn University. I spent five years in faculty development and since then uh, I've become the director of this center and the purpose of the Center for Educational Outreach and Engagement is to leverage Auburn's resources to K-12 schools, specifically in Alabama, effectively in the Black Belt of Alabama, but we also do work that touches schools nationally and internationally. For example, a couple of years ago, we built a computer lab for eighth graders in Le Cahiers in Haiti. I've done work with K-12 schools in Ghana, and we are developing and continuing relationships internationally that help bring the fruits of the labor of Auburn University to other countries, other schools, and also to bring them here to Auburn University. Stacy, what, what drives you? I'm driven by the ability to help people realize their dreams. Whether it's a kid that wants to learn how to read, or someone that dreams about being a part of a particular profession but doesn't know how to get from, from A to Z, I have an unquenchable curiosity about what is it that you want that you don't have, and what can I contribute to help you figure out how to get there. Mm. And it's not a case of altruism or, or anything else. It is just a very deep-seated drive that's just internalized in me. It's fun. It's something that I have a passion for. Mm -hmm. I enjoy helping people not only visualize what they want, but figure out how to attain that. And that's a good day for me. Mm. I think if we could all all have that kind of perspective. I think the world would be a lot better place. Um, a lot of people are always in it for themselves. When it's something that benefits others and you, when we serve others, we are, I think inherently, we all feel like we've accomplished something and mm -hmm. we're helping somebody else. And so it's, it's almost selfish to want to help people, mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. hey, that's how we're wired, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, what does the word failure mean to you? Some people see it as a bad word. Some people live and die by failure. What does it mean to you? I don't, I've wrestled with this because I, I just, I almost don't believe that failure exists. Because even if I cannot help you or I cannot accomplish whatever my end goal was, something happened. The needle moved. I got better at something, I learned something, you learned something, I learned more about myself, you learned more about yourself. I kind of liken it to uh, weightlifting, which I think is a, a fun activity. Okay, so I couldn't lift 150 pounds, but along the way I went from lifting 50 to 145 pounds. Are you going to call that a failure? No, that's not a failure. I succeeded. I can now lift 145 pounds. And so from that vantage point, it's, it's pretty difficult to fail. The only way you can fail is if you do nothing. You don't try. You don't believe in anything. You don't make an effort. 
That's the only way you can fail, and that's not acceptable, right? Because the fun is in the trying, and let's see how far we can go with this. What's the best book you've read recently? That's a difficult one because about as fast as I read a book and pass it on. Um, but I, I would say a book that, that really grabbed me that I read a couple of years ago was uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Between the World and Me. That one, uh, that was what I would call an experience. I've read a lot of books since then, but that was a book that I would call not that wasn't reading that was that was an actual experience. Mm -hmm. Another enlightening one was uh, Hillbilly Elegy. That was another one that I, I thought was great and and passed along. Um, so I, I, I have a tendency towards those types of books that uh, help me understand the human spirit especially one that could have been broken because of circumstances and how one changes one's life circumstances because I really think that, I don't know, that, that that's a big driver of human beings. Well, I won't hold you to this next question. If you were to write a book about your journey in life so far, what would the title be? I would probably have something like um, Still Moving Up. Whatever up is, wherever up is, I'm still moving. Just keep moving. Mm. I've got one last question for you to ask everybody. Mm -hmm. At the end of your life, as you're looking back on the community that you've impacted, your family, your friends, uh, this university, uh, living in San Diego and living on the, on the Mexican border for so long, um, when you look back on all those people as you get ready to, to, to leave this life, mm -hmm. What do you want them to remember you by? What does that legacy look like? Although I don't think I'll ever stop moving, I think my legacy's already been established. And it's been established because of what my life's work has been. And it's always been leveraging resources, envisioning, and encouraging. I got a message on Facebook from a young lady that I have not seen in 20 years. And she said, I want to thank you for the investment of time and energy that you made in me that set me on my path. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't really know where she is or what she's doing, but if she feels as though she is on her right path and I had anything to do with that, then that's one more success that I played a small role in. Mm -hmm. And I know for an absolute fact that I put myself out there to do that as many times as I possibly could with as many people as I possibly could. And although I have not heard from those people, I know that I left my best with most of them. So if today is it, I'm fine. I'm good. I've done what I could to the best that I could for as many as I could. That's my legacy. That's all I have. I don't have anything else. Hey, this is your host, Tony Oravet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Show notes and information on today's guest are on leadershiplegacy.show.